Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Teresa Montero for the workday afternoon. Today we turn our attention to early childhood education. To help us understand the sector, PCF strategies for employment recruitment and retention, and what it means to place its employees and clients at the heart of what they do, we're joined by Victor Bay, CEO of PAP Community Foundation. Victor, welcome to the show. Hello, Carissa, and everyone tuning in. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely, our pleasure. Now, first and foremost, let me congratulate you on being voted Asia's best workplaces in large organizations by Great Place to Work. That's quite an achievement. Thank you very much. It's all a team effort. It's all a team effort. Now, let's start with an overview of the team. PCF Sparkle Tots, tell us more about it. Uh, PCS Sparkle Talks has been partnering parents on their young children's early education and development for many generations now. I wouldn't be surprised if you are an alumnus, uh, Carissa, are you one? No, I'm not. <laughs> I went to an, uh, a neighborhood church kindergarten, but, but that's okay because I have a lot of friends who did go to Sparkle Tots and they have very fond memories of the place. Or it was called something else before it became Sparkle Tots, though. Yeah, so it, it was known as a PAP kindergarten and then it moved to what is known as today, PCS Sparkle Thoughts. Right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, today, you know, we have over 40,000 children as young as two months to below seven years uh, attending PCS Sparkle Thoughts. Currently, we have 357 preschools across Singapore and we offer infant care, child care and kindergarten services. And, and that makes us the largest preschool operator here. And you, you'll be surprised, you know, Carissa, if I tell you that there are more Sparkle Talks preschool than McDonald outlets in Singapore today, it is um, you know, really our privilege to work with so many young children to nurture and give them a good start in life. And you know, Clarissa, it is a responsibility that my team of close to 8,000 staff and I uh, take very seriously. And we make it our priority every day to ensure the children's safety, security and well-being so that parents can have a peace of mind that their children will be well taken care. And that when children come to the school to not just learn uh, ABCs and one, two, three, but for us to nurture them with positive values and life skills that will ready them for the future. I didn't realize that though, that Sparkle Talks were quite, was quite that big. You've got 8,000 staff. That's right. Yeah, it's a huge organization. Well, that, that must make the government very happy because that means there are that many young children and future Singaporean, <laughs> you know, in the Singaporean workforce. Well, they're still urging operators like us to ramp up, you know, the <laughs> number of places that we can offer because somehow, you know, there's still a lot of, a lot of parents unable to find preschool uh, places for their kids. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, let me ask you, what do you think the early childhood industry can do to attract and retain more talent because it becomes very, very important to all of us parents that those of you who are educating our children, especially in their early years, are right. a good quality teachers. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a million dollar question, Carissa. You know, please, 
uh, let me address the recruitment issue as it is more pertinent. Mm -hmm. um, recruitment is the number one challenge that you know preschool operators like us are facing. This is um, uh, further compounded by what I just mentioned, the government's commitment to increase uh, pre preschool spaces. And at the same time, for those who want to embark on a career in teaching, the early childhood sector or the EC sector continues to lack that appeal compared to the mainstream schools. So you ask me, Clarissa, what can we do? I can offer uh, three suggestions. One, um, I think we need to do more to enhance the image and standing of EC educators. In particular, we need to correct that misconception that EC educators, they are you know, educated nannies, merely providing custodial care. I always remind our PCS Sparkle Thought educators that every one in four preschool-going child in Singapore studies at PCS Sparkle Thoughts. Thus, they play a pivotal role in molding an entire generation of future Singaporeans. And related to this, recognition is also a vital element. For instance, there are annual President's Award you know, for teachers and uh, nurses. Why not one for EC educators? Two, for everyone listening in, you may like to know that the EC sector can be a mid-career option, particularly for those whose jobs are at risk in the next few years, you know, disrupted by technological or other structural changes. So if we can partner with training agencies early to establish conversion programs that can target such workers, we can shorten their transition into the EC sector. Three, more can be done to attract more men into the EC sector. You wouldn't be surprised, huh, Carissa, to learn that the sector attracts mainly women due to the nature of the job. But our young children will stand to benefit from having male role models in the classroom too. Hence, it may be an opportune time to seriously explore male candidates as potential new pipeline for the EC sector. There may have been a time when um, it was perceived, early education particularly, was perceived as a, a more female-skewed career. It's, it's very good for the women because, you know, they're very nurturing. They're going to be mothers or they are mothers. So it's a good place for, for women to be working. But I, I don't actually necessarily agree with that anymore. I think men are so important in the upbringing of children. That's right. Yeah. You know, the role of father at home and the role of male educator in school becomes very, very important. So is, yeah. is that a challenge that you face to get the men to come and, and join early education? Yeah, it is. I think, you know, for one thing, the early childhood sector is traditionally perceived, as you mentioned, as a very female-centric uh, vocation. Mm -hmm. And the environment and, you know, childcare is often perceived as an extension of a mother's role. But, and, and this is despite the fact that gender doesn't play a part, you know, in the capabilities, passion or uh, professionalism of a teacher. You know, and, and one of the other challenges we face other than this female-centric, uh, you know, perception I talked about, that candidates may also have misperception that, you know, there are, there's limited career progression in the early childhood sector. At, at PCS Sparkle Thoughts, we have multiple career tracks and, and progression available. We provide extensive training opportunities that ensure our staff can meet their different aspirations. All right. Now, as CEO, it is the largest preschool operator in Singapore. What kind of strategies are you and your team using to transform the organization? What have you done? And then I'm going to ask you, what are you planning on doing? 
Okay, so this is a question that I get asked very often. How did we manage to transform PCF from an organization that is nestled in the heartlands to, to one that is ranked as you know, 2021 Best Workplace in Asia by this, the Great Place to Work Institute? When I joined PCF in 2016, my mandate was to make a good organization even better. At that time, the early childhood sector was undergoing an overhaul and PCA was starting a senior care service. Hence, a different PCA was needed. Our transformational story and the strategies we use will, will need more than the time I have today to, to tell. Mm-hmm. So, I will just summarize the, the key ingredients. First, we have an inspirational vision, one that inspires and unites everyone in PCL. It is the vision that is by us, for us, and of us. Second, we have a yes, we can bold roadmap to charge towards that vision. It is ambitious but realistic, and it is constantly testing the resolve of all of us at PCF. Third, we have an all-encompassing and inclusive communication plan. We make the effort to reach out and continuously share and update to everyone in the organization. And, and lastly, we have an unceasing engagement plan. In addition to communicating, we involve as many colleagues as possible, secure their buy-in and align everyone's destiny to the vision. Not easy, Clarissa, when we have almost 8,000 staff spanning across 360 locations, but, you know, we are relishing it. I, again, I, I'm astounded at the, at the 8,000 staff number. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I think that's fantastic. Now, I want to jump a little bit ahead. The digital disruption. Now, at some point, digital ability, which would include a familiarity with AI, isn't a fast become part of the conversation with regards to educating our children. In, in some parts, it's already present in our older students. Do you see this being incorporated into early childhood education in the future? And, you know, what challenges might that present in attracting and retaining educators then? This is another popular question, uh, especially from parents, uh, Carissa. Mm. We incorporate various educational technology and digital elements within our curriculum, which include the introduction of you know, numeracy and, and robotics. So, so children can explore, they can play, they can create, and they can learn skills that lay the foundation for future learning. Our educators are equipped with the baseline knowledge to bring tech elements to life in the classroom. For our teachers, especially those who are older and who, like me, are not tech natives, but no worries, we provide uh, training opportunities and immersion courses and opportunities to support them so that they can better facilitate the spark of thoughts, uh, children's learning through technology. But, Teresa, you know what is more important? We, we want to instill moral values and develop confidence and social-emotional skills in our young children to prepare them for formal education and beyond. So this is something that you will have incorporated into your curriculum, but the priority is the morality of our, our next, our future generations, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. They can do the heavy lifting learning when they get into formal education. <laughs> Which is values what, have to start from very young, you know. You know, which is yes, absolutely. It's it, values start right from day one, I believe, yeah. and they learn from the parents. So you know, if your children are badly behaved, you only have yourselves to blame. 
That's what my mother used to say to me. <laughs> and, and, I, and I tell my educators that, you know, if you educate the children of today well, you don't have to teach the adults of tomorrow. Absolutely. Okay, now, best workplace in Asia for large organizations. I'm curious how PCF uh, Sparkle Thoughts prioritized employees in its work in, in terms of, you know, the policies, the organizational culture. And then, you know, it's, it's early education. So my mind's going, how does somebody progress in their career? Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm typical Singaporean, right? I'm thinking, how do you get promoted? How do you get raises? How do you, how do you work all of that out? Uh, Clarissa, this is a one question we get asked often by those coming to us for a job interview. So I, I hope I will have a good answer for you and our listeners. Mm-hmm. I think it's no surprise if I tell you that we always put our staff at the center of everything we do. There's this adage which is well known. People like to work for people who care. So being recognized and ranked the number one on the 2021 Asia Best Workplace list by The Great Place to Work is a great honor which reflects our values, our culture and people. And this is a strong testament that we are headed in the right direction and it fortifies our commitment to continue our journey in building and nurturing our one PCF culture. And at the core of this, Clarissa, are two anchors. Unity is strength and team over individual. Our people and clients are always at the center of what we do. And so it is important that our policies and workplace culture and not only support our staff across different levels and uh, career progression and the training and development, but to also give them the assurance that they are valued, seen and heard. Which is going to very beautifully lead me to my last question before we run out of time. Your personal beliefs in leading this organization. Now, yes, of course, you said at the start of the interview, it takes a team. But at some point the team looks to its leader. In this case, that's you. So tell us, what are your personal beliefs in leading this organization? That's why I get uh, shorter every day. You know, Clarissa, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be guided by many wonderful bosses uh, throughout my 27 years in the world of banking before I joined PCF six years ago. You know, bosses like Margaret Chua, Arvind Sankaran, and Tokyo Hong showed me the way and how to be firm, fair, and caring. Was being a good teacher all at the same time. Over time and in an unconscious way, I find myself adhering to, you know, um, some of the lessons that they have taught me. And this has served me well in leading organization and people. All my teammates in PCA will readily recognize all this. First, treat others the way I want to be treated. Very simple to say, easy to understand, but very difficult to do. Second, do what I expect of those I command. Third, everyone's voice matter. Fourth, the day my staff stops coming to me is the day I stop leading them. So don't give them that unwelcome look when my staff comes knocking at my door to see me over an issue. Remember, they came to me because they still regard me as the leader whom they can count on. Fifth, I believe if there is a need to build power, we do that not by putting others down, but in lifting them up. And the last one, my all-time favorite is this. People may forget what I did for them, but they will never forget how I made them feel. And 
you know, to everyone listening, I'm not saying that these are magical management, magical pills, but they have worked for me all these years till today. So you may want to try lah. <laughs> I think that all of what you said is is great wisdom coming from a a great experience. And you're right. You know, we learn so much from having great bosses that maybe it will mould us into being great bosses ourselves someday. Oh, I'm not in that league yet. There's a lot to learn. Okay, so you're a work in progress also. <laughs> <laughs> We've been speaking with Victor Bay, CEO of PAP Community Foundation. Victor, thank you for the information. It's been an engaging conversation. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you for having me. Stay safe, everyone. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.